these seven things collectively are what got me through one of the shittiest chapters in my life. You're listening to Chats with Kat, where I catch up with my fellow millennials every week to share their journey of self-actualization, overcoming fear, and paving the way for a soul's purpose to shine through. Let's start that right here, right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Chats with Kat. I hope that this finds you feeling great. And if it doesn't, I'm sending you a hug. I'm sending you love. And I'm grateful that you are tuning in to this episode to feel a bit better. I think that I have something really helpful for those of you who are finding yourselves in a funk. And for those of you who are not, it's still good for you to listen to because we inevitably go through things and we have our waves and we dip into the valley sometimes. Life is unpredictable and tough sometimes and having just come out of a very hard chapter in my life of feeling very lost and disconnected from myself I want to share some of the techniques and some of the things that really helped me during my toughest times and they're pretty simple when we talk about it and when you'll hear it you'll say oh well that's easy to put into practice but what I realize is that sometimes what makes us feel the best isn't anything too crazy or extravagant it's the little things it's the little adjustments that we make during our days it's the little choices that we make that collectively make us feel better even if even if we aren't feeling more clear about a solution or we don't wholesale feel better as in like, okay, that's it, I'm over this thing. These techniques and some of these things, I think, will just make you feel more at ease during your days and and when you're feeling bad. And that's got to be worth something, right? So let's jump into it. Here are seven things to do when you are feeling in a funk, when you are in a funk. When you're feeling funky. (laughs) All right. Number one, feel it. Feel it. When you avoid, you delay. Do not avoid your feelings. Do not deny that you are not feeling well, that you are feeling off, that you wish that you had an answer, that you're confused. Feel it. Acknowledge it. The longer you wait, to be honest with yourself the longer it's going to take you to feel better and that's just it I think that we are living in a time where it's very normal for people to push aside feelings and to push aside vulnerability for the sake of being productive and and seeming like they have all their shit together and not only is that isolating and not natural but it makes us feel disconnected from ourselves, not just from other people, but from ourselves. So there's no need to pretend that you're all okay. Feel it. 
acknowledge it. And then you can start to implement things to feel better. All right? That's the easiest thing that you can do. Actually, I don't know if it's the easiest thing to do, but it is the most important thing for you to do is to feel it. Number two, make your body warm. I just finished listening. No, I just finished reading The Year of Magical Thinking by Joan Didion. And while the book is about grief and mourning and shock and, you know, loss of a loved one, she talks about some research that she came across when she was trying to grapple with the death of her husband. And one of the things, obviously, I'm, I'm not talking about grief here. We're just talking about being in a funk. But one thing that she mentioned was that in a book she read as she was trying to come to terms with everything, it talks about not giving anybody who's going through grief or feeling grief or currently in a state of shock anything cold to give them warm water and teas and hot food because what that does to the body is that it makes the body feel like it's doing something it's functioning the organs are comforted because often when we're in our heads when we're in a state of shock when we're disconnected when we're depressed is that our minds and our nervous system feel cold we feel we feel like a brick right and that's why you know like those weighted blankets feel so good and those cozy sweaters feel good and you know it feels good naturally and for everybody but when you're going through something particularly it's what you gravitate towards warmth so drink warm things when you're in a funk drink tea but also just make your body warm sit in a sauna sit in the sun sweat exercise move your body get warm because your mind is cold when you're in a funk you're cold you're not thinking straight you're overwhelmed it's cold so make your body warm go towards that even if you're not hungry if you're not feeling like you want to eat anything if you don't feel like you want to drink anything just do it and you will see that something that is out of your control will take over and that feeling of warmth as a liquid is going down your body will actually awaken you a bit number three express yourself this one's tough because like i said we are living in a time where it's not easy to talk about when you're not feeling good and when you're feeling like shit and we are typically put in these roles and these spaces where we have to perform and we can't really express ourselves when people ask us like how are you doing we're not actually expected to say how we're doing we're supposed to say oh i'm doing well how are you but what happens when you're feeling like shit? <laughs> what are you supposed to do then? So if we can't count on those spaces like work and, you know, most spaces that we enter during the week and in most during most of our lives, what do we do then? We have to express ourselves somewhere because it's not good to keep that in, right? So write. I think brain dumps and writing out just like Everything that comes to mind, stream of consciousness writing, is so helpful. Particularly when it's not shared, when it's just private. Because you can look at it after you're done and 
and actually synthesize what's going on. It allows your unconscious mind to pour out. It allows your heart to have a chance to pour out without your logical, critical mind coming in and shutting it all down. So brain dumps, whether it's on a page, on a whiteboard, uh, using the most dangerous writing app. It's a really great app that what it does is that you are timed you can choose how long you want to write for and you have to just keep writing or else everything gets deleted so if you put it for five minutes or ten minutes or whatever if you stop writing for like more than 10 seconds whatever you've written will just go away and what that does is that it prompts you to just stream of consciousness right and it gets you to just spill and it's so therapeutic it's so cathartic I highly recommend it. The other version is expressing yourself through talk therapy. And that could be with a friend with their consent. You know, always ask people if they have the the bandwidth to listen. Sometimes we're we're all going through things like your your friend circle, the people around you may simultaneously be going through things. And right now they don't have the capacity to to hold space for you so I always think it's a good idea to just say hey can I talk to you about this do you have the bandwidth to hear me out for a bit or whatever so talking to a friend talking to a therapist and prayer so with prayer that one is particularly helpful because you can say it out loud and nobody will hear you but you're still speaking and you're still expressing and for me it's helpful to pray to my ancestors I think sometimes it feels like we're praying into a void and like who's really listening. But over the past year or so, I started to get more clear on who I was praying to. So I started praying to my ancestors. I started praying to my spirit guides. You know, I started adding names to my prayers. So it really felt like I was speaking to source and energy, something, someone, somewhere. And not just the air, you know? Number four, throw yourself into service. When you're given the chance to get out of your own mind and be productive for somebody else, it is not only rewarding, but it puts things into perspective, right? When you're helping somebody who's in a position that is more vulnerable than yours, when you're helping somebody who has less than you have, what it does is that it helps somebody else through your service. Obviously, you're making somebody's life better, but you can then walk away from that situation with perspective. And oftentimes, the funk that we're in and the reason we're in that funk, if it's not anything too serious, it will be put into perspective. It you know typically isn't as serious as we think it is it isn't as bad as we think it is we we get in our own way and we are highly critical and by going into real world real life experiences with people who actually need your help it gets you out of your own way gets you out of your own head and it helps you connect with that innate feeling that is the shared human experience that is community that is you know, spreading your 
your resources, your wealth, whether that's through material goods, whether that's through advice, whether that's just with physical labor, whatever it may be. You know, tapping into that thing that we all share, which is exchanging energy and being there for other people, even if they're strangers. It's something that is deeply rooted in who we are and it's something that we all crave to do but unfortunately we don't have enough time or space to show up for other people which I think is bullshit we can always show up for others in some way but when you're in a funk carving out time to do that and to pour your energy into others is is so rewarding like for me at the end of 2019, I decided that I really wanted to do a toy drive. I was like a clam. I was a hermit for so long. And I wanted to just come out and just explode that energy, that shell into goodness, into to something that was worthwhile. And I was able to partner with the School for Environmental Studies in Manhattan uh, and work through Goddess Council with the community that we have there and collect toys for over 100 kids at Providence House in Brooklyn. And while I was still going through my own things, that experience made me feel like I was still able to do something, like I was still capable. So I highly recommend that. Number five, adventure yourself into clarity. One thing I love is being in spaces where I am safe, but I am uncertain. And what I mean by that is having an adventure, doing something that you've never done before. Because what that does is that it gets you out of your head again. It makes you now shift into navigating, whether that's with directions or navigating a new room with new people or whatever it may be. Putting yourself in new spaces and new experiences forces you to tap into another part of your brain and another part of your personality, another part of you to navigate something that isn't comfortable. And oftentimes, if you do your due diligence, you'll look for something and you'll participate in something that you know is going to be rewarding and is going to make you feel good in the end anyway, but will make you uncomfortable, will make you uncertain to some capacity. And that is something that I think we can proceed even when we're not feeling good. You know, like when we're feeling shitty, we can still function in the context of looking something up online and just like signing up for a workshop, a class, um, something, you know, anything. So even if your emotions aren't all there, your thoughts can proceed. There's a part of you that can look forward to creating a space and an experience for yourself to make your current self feel better. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It's something that I try my best to do, particularly when I don't want to do it. When I'm avoiding going out of my house and I'm avoiding doing anything is when I know I need it more than ever. Because when you're feeling great and you're like, oh yeah, let's go here, let's do that, da 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 da, you know, like you're in a good mood, you're like going with the flow. But when you're like, no, I just want to stay inside and not see anybody and not do anything for long periods of time, that can get a little dangerous. I think those are the moments where we have to just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do something. I know I need this. Number six, cook wholesomely. 
I tried my best to do this last year and I found that (laughs) by cooking by actually chopping up vegetables and fruits and looking up recipes and doing things it got me out of my head and instead it made me feel creative it made me feel like I was creating an experience for myself like I was not only able to nourish my body and to feed my partner and to feed whoever was around me but it made me feel purposeful it made me feel like I was bringing a vision to life and then also you know cooking with wholesome vegetables and foods nourishes your body so there's a difference between like actually carving out an hour of your day or a few hours out of your day to like make a beautiful meal for yourself versus popping in you know a hot pocket or a pizza every day or chicken nuggets or whatever like that doesn't really require work that doesn't require space and it's very mindless whereas when you're cooking it you have to be present you have to be mindful you have to know what you're doing you know you don't want to burn your food you don't want to cut your finger so I found that that was really helpful for me And there were times where I would cook and I would actually feel better after. And there were also other times where, you know, I felt better just in the moment as I was doing it. And then I would kind of go back into my funk afterward. But it created space for some kind of reprieve. And I think that that's something worth trying out when you're feeling kind of shitty, whether it's baking. Baking is way more tedious depending on what you're doing, but... Just in general, it's more tedious. So if you want more time created for you to throw yourself into a a new project, I would highly recommend baking. But also just making a beautiful salad or, you know, cooking up some rice and sauteing vegetables, like whatever it is. I think it's really helpful. I think it's fun and uh, it'll it'll bring you some clarity for sure. Now, lastly is adding life into your space if you follow me on social media you know i have a lot of plants in my house i think i have 45 plants in my house now (laughs) last time i checked and i wasn't like this two years ago or even you know a year and a half ago um i used to have like one plant in my first apartment or like a like a handful of plants not that i was cute but i found myself seeking out more life through plants and flowers when I felt sad and there's something really nourishing about being able to take care of something that is beyond you and you know whether you have a pet whether you have plants in your home whatever it is adding life into your home will get you out of your head because knowing that there's something out there, whether it's a creature, a living organism that needs you in order to survive, there's something really grounding about that and there's something really shared about that. It you know, just grounds you in the fact that you're not the only person, you're not the only thing in this world. And you know, sometimes I feel like when we're feeling bad, we're just like so self-absorbed and we have so much self-pity in those moments where we're just thinking about ourselves and finding those moments to just get out of our way and pour ourselves into something else 
is really helpful. It's really, really helpful. And look, I know all of these things that I just shared are simple and they sound like they're not that big of a deal, but these seven things collectively are what got me through one of the shittiest chapters in my life. And it all looks different for all of us. You know, maybe for you, drinking tea is going to look like drinking Earl Grey or peppermint. But for me, it's drinking yogi, calming tea, or seeking a valerian root, or, you know, putting CBD in my tea. Like, you can make it whatever you want to make it. It's all customizable. All of this could be for whatever you want it to be. Throw yourself into service. You could you could volunteer at a shelter. You could you could walk dogs you could help feed people you could do so many different things it's everything is up to you and what would make sense to you but these seven things particularly in combination remedied a lot of my anxiety a lot of my fear and a lot of my worry in moments where so much was uncertain for me and when i felt so out of control out of so many things that were happening in my life so I just felt like it was worth sharing with you even if it just sounds simple in nature because you know sometimes it's the simple gems that are dropped that we're like oh I didn't why didn't I ever think of that or oh you know what I'm gonna do that right now so whatever you're going through right now whether you're super happy or whether you're feeling funky I think all of these things will contribute to your overall well-being and I'm happy that you listened. I'm happy that you're here. (laughs) I hope that this helped you as much as it helped me. And that's it for now. I will talk to you all next week.